Spooky listeners, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Morbid Curiosity, a true crime podcast. I'm your host, Nicole. I'll be taking you through some of the most heinous, shocking, and morbid crimes, including, of course, the paranormal. Listener discretion is advised. Don't forget to check me out on Instagram at morbid, period, curiosity, period, TC podcast where you can find photos related to our cases, including crime scene photos on occasion, of course, with the exception of postmortem photos. Thank you for tuning in. Enjoy. Woo-woo! Welcome back. Episode number five. We're going to be covering Kim Wall. The sources for today of where I found most of our information is The Cinemaholic, The Guardian, AP News, Fox 5 News, and I even found a report made by a reporter. Her name is Isabella Kwai. I hope I said her last name correct, and that was through mytimes.com. So let's get started. This is going to be a doozy. All right, guys, so I'm going to go ahead and let you guys know that unfortunately, Kim Wall, yes, she was brutally murdered, but... Unfortunately, with that, she was overshadowed. So, honestly, I couldn't find a lot on Kim Wall of who she was as a person. Besides some of the interviews that I dug for um, from, like, acquaintances, close friends, and her parents. Um, There was not a lot of information about Kim as a person, which totally sucks because I love to concentrate on who they were as a person versus, you know, like, oh, this is what happened to them, the end. Like, I want to know more about Kim, and this is all I could find. So, you know, just have to bear with me. Um, If you guys find anything else on her, please, please let me know. I will add it. I will do another episode. Um, But, yeah, this is what I have on Kim Wall. So, she was born March 23rd in 1987 in Trelleborg, Scania, um, Sweden, to her mother, Ingrid Wall, and her father, Joachim Wall. Kim also had a younger brother named Tom Wall. She was a zodiac sign Aries. She was good at school and was well-educated. She graduated high school in Malmo. After high school, she attended the London School of Economics, and she received a bachelor's degree in international relations. So she was a very smart woman. Once graduated from there, she then enrolled herself at Columbia University in New York City for other studies, Um, but she did receive a dual master's degree in journalism and international relations as well as, you know, her international relations for the other school. So people who knew Kim described her as very smart. She was curious, adventurous, and empathetic. She was also very ambitious, talented, and a dedicated journalist. She reported um, 
on multiple different topics, but it took her to places such as Marshall Islands, Haiti, North Korea, Uganda, as well as many other places. She covered what she called the undercurrents of rebellion, chasing counter narratives and making sure that the voices of those who would normally not be listened to were finally heard. She was a generous friend, the kind whose jokes turned your day around, a loving daughter and sister to her brother Tom, and a girlfriend who was ridiculously in love with her partner Ole, as she often put it. To me, she was a special friend, a soul sister, as I wrote before. We met at the entrance exam for Columbia University's journalism school in early 2011 and started our careers together as each other's first reporting partner. Now, this is from a friend, and although she was not named in the report that I found, it sounds to me like Kim was just a great person all the way around. So, they also said Kim was always on the go, always running after the next thing, a show, an interview, some kind of food she never tried before, and it would always be worth it, if not for the experience itself at least because she would have had one more story to tell everyone. So just a little bit about Kim's work as a journalist and photographer. Her net worth was supposedly around 1 million to 5 million. She specialized in the field of identity, gender, and subcultures. And don't forget, she was an award-winning freelance journalist and photographer. She covered several stories on social injustice scenes as well as underground internet providers in Cuba who download information for people at a price for Harper's Magazine, a couple who lived alone on a tiny island for The Guardian and about the Shanghai Disneyland for time. Of course, she wrote for other companies as well, such as The New York Times, The South China Morning Post, Vice, Slate, and some others. She was nominated in October 2017 for the Prix Europa Outstanding Achievement Award Journalist of the Year. Kim was in a relationship with a man named Ole Stobe, who at the time of her death, they were planning to move to Beijing to start a new life together. Unfortunately, they weren't able to do that, and that's super sad because according to some sources, she was so in love with Ole. Like, they were in love. Like, you know, that fantasy, fairy tale love that everybody thinks doesn't exist. They supposedly had that. So that is amazing. But her parents wrote a book on November 9th, 2018, which, of course, was published in Sweden and then later published in English in 2020 by Kathy Sanpa. I think that's how you pronounce her last name. I did look it up for those of you that hate when I pronounce things wrong. Um, and that English version is called A Silenced Voice. So she is more than what happened to her. And her parents want everyone to know that. All right. So getting into what happened. Um, this is going to be kind of put together a little bit different because the details of the reports... <laughs> There are none. <laughs> so it was very hard to put together a timeline. Of course, I had to use some timelines that were already made. I had to double check the facts and all this other stuff. So 
forgive me if some of these are repetitive. I did go back and proofread my notes, but you never know. Something could have slipped through. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's not very detailed. I mean, it was in Sweden, so let's just hop on in. Um, August 10th, her and a boyfriend were going to celebrate moving to Beijing because remember earlier I said they were moving to start a new life together. Um, she skipped that. She skipped the party that they had planned because she wanted to go aboard a 55-foot UC-3 Nautilus submarine which was the world's largest homemade submarine by Peter Madsen. She wanted to interview this man about his creation. Um, so Kim, you know, and her boyfriend said goodbye to each other. She went aboard the submarine. She then texted her boyfriend a picture of herself, which, which is so sad because I would cry if I was a boyfriend. But that was like the last photo ever of Kim alive. Um, and he received that. So I can only imagine how hard that was for him. Um, now, the next day on the 11th, early in the morning, I'm assuming the boyfriend, and I'm going to assume a lot, guys, because like I said, there's not that much info out there um, besides like about Peter. And like, she was very overshadowed. So I just want you guys to know that. But the next day on August the 11th in 2017, early in the morning, the boyfriend reported her missing. Now, she went missing off the coast of Copenhagen, about 30 miles away from her home. Can you imagine just being 30 miles away from your, ho your house and just vanish, just gone? <sighs> that just gives me chills, like, yeah. Um, so the submarine was found like 15 hours after it had departed. Um, when he reported her missing, of course, they did a search and rescue operation. Um, because, lot, you know, fuck, I mean, she was a famous journalist. So they were like on it. Good to the Swedish blues, man. Um, now, they quickly found the vessel in the bay south of Copenhagen. Uh, the 55-foot submarine sank just as Peter, who was 46, jumped into the water and swam toward an emergency rescue boat. So the submarine literally was pretty much gone underwater by the time they got to it. Now, as he was brought to shore, Peter told local TV station TV2 that he had been on a test drive, just out, just out and about on a test drive. When he ran into problems with a valve um, on a ballast tank in the vessel. So something went wrong. Quote, he said, I was toying with various things on the submarine and then an error occurred. End quote. How subtle. Y'all, now this man thinks he is just so smart. Like, oh, I don't know how many times I sat there and was like, you're a dumbass. The whole time I read the story, you're a dumbass and a monster. Dumbass and a monster. Maybe that's how I should refer to him. So, after he stated that, he said that he had 30 seconds to leave the vessel before it sank. According to a police statement, Peter said he dropped off Kim in a remote part of the port of Copenhagen about 10.30 p.m. And he continued by himself after. So, I'm going to say that he means 10.30 p.m. on August the 10th. 
and then continued, you know, throughout the night to early morning, August the 11th. Um, now, Peter was detained on involuntary manslaughter charges by Danish police in Wall's death. And now he did maintain his innocence when he was arrested. So the next day, August 12th, 2017, a court ruled that he be held in pretrial detention for 24 days on a charge of negligent homicide. The 13th, Peter's submarine is raised and put on land in Copenhagen to be investigated. The 14th, Danish investigators say the sinking of the submarine was deliberate. So he purposely sank the submarine. August 15th, Swedish police assist Danish officials with their search for Kim because they still have not found Kim at all whatsoever. August 21st, Kim's naked, headless body, torso, may I, may I add, it was a, just her torso, um, is first spotted by a cyclist riding along Agmer, I hope that's how you say it, I looked it up, don't hate on me, Agmer Island in Copenhagen. Um, her head, legs, and clothes were discovered later in plastic bags floating in the sea. The bags also contained a knife and heavy metal objects designed to um, make them sink, pretty much. Kind of like what you would do, like cement. A lot of people use cement. He was trying to sink the stuff with metal objects. Um, and now her arms, still missing. August 23rd. Danish police say the headless torso that washed ashore matches DNA of Kim. Now, there's multiple, multiple reports that I found. So, people say there's either, there's either like 38 stab wounds or there's 15 or there's 10 or there's whatever. All I know is this man viciously stabbed her so many times and that includes in the genitals. Which is crazy. And he does make reference about the stabbing later on, which we'll get to. But August 25th, Danish police file another charge against Peter in addition to the preliminary manslaughter charge in Kim's death. Now, Peter also faces a charge of indecent handling of a corpse. Uh, September 5th, Peter claims at a pretrial hearing that Kim was hit in the head by a 155-pound hatch on the submarine and died from an open skull fracture. He later changes his story when her head was found with no skull fractures and the court changes the charge against Peter to manslaughter. October 3rd, 2017. A prosecutor says in the court that Peter had a computer containing video and photos of torture and killing of women. Now, I had found reports um, that said that these women were being beheaded, they were being tortured, cut up, mutilated, impaled, etc., etc., etc. Like a lot of stuff. Now, quote, we think it's video recordings of true killing of women. And that was um, by the prosecutor. Now, <sighs> Adding some of the videos containing killings, they did say, or adding on to, 
they said that some of these had like decapitation and burning as well. Um, you know, this man be on the dark web if he's finding all this nasty stuff. Like, holy shit. I can only imagine what we don't know what's happened to people. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to go on a rant about it, but it's just insane to me that people can find this shit on the internet. Um, so a judge later ruled Peter will continue to sit behind bars until October 31st as police continue to investigate her death. October 4th, um, they said that, now I think they found more videos or something, because um, it's kind of almost the same as what October 3rd was. Um, but they did find out that he did not produce the videos. He did not make any. He was just finding them online. Uh, October 7th, they found her head and two legs and the clothes in plastic bags. Um, and the dental records also helped identify her completely. So, November 22nd, divers found her left arm in the sea. November 29th, divers found her right arm in the sea. Um, that was south of the Danish capital. Now, there's um, not really photos or anything. You know, I, don't, I try not to post stuff of, you know, deceased people or anything like that. But there are photos on Instagram. You can see them searching for her. But there's it, nothing where they actually found her besides when the torso was found. And I have tarp over it, so I felt comfortable posting that one because that was in the news. Um, so if they're comfortable with it, I'm comfortable with it because they're not going to post anything crazy. So that's on Instagram. If you guys want to go look at that, there's a bunch of um, evidence photos, timeline photos, etc. on there for that. Now, January 16, 2018, Peter is formally charged with the murder of Kim. He's charged with dismemberment and indecent handling of a corpse, as well as uh, manslaughter, I believe. He's also charged with having sexual relations with Kim of a, in quote, particularly dangerous nature. What this means, guys, I have no flipping idea. I could not find anything on a, maybe a rape allegation or anything like that. I couldn't find anything. The reporting is so horrible. I could only assume he maybe pulled a Luca Magnata. If you guys know who that is, please don't look it up because you will find very disturbing images and videos that is still on the internet somehow. Please don't look him up. I will tell you about him later in another episode. He is very, 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 very hard to listen to. So after this one, though, We'll probably take a paranormal break, do something paranormal, maybe like a possession or something, something different, give you guys a breather. We'll come back and then we'll do Luca Magnata um, to let you know about that. But I can only assume that he probably um, abused her corpse sexually or maybe beforehand. I'm not really sure, but that just only adds on to how big of an asshole this guy is. So, March 8th, 2018, Peter's murder trial begins in Copenhagen City Court, where he faces two judges and two jurors. Prosecutor Jacob Botch Jepson kicked off the 12-day trial by reading the charges against Peter. 
He detailed how Kim's body parts were discovered and said that a um, psychiatric report concluded Peter was intelligent with psychopathic tendencies who has no empathy or feelings of guilt. So, standard day psychopath, right? Um, Peter himself later took the stand, once again denying that he even murdered her, according to Scott News. Like, he was just like, no, sorry, didn't do that. I dropped her off, don't know what to tell you, whatever. Because he's trying to get out of it. He thinks he's smart. So, quote, what I will tell you today is a grim story that I did not want to tell anyone ever, he said. Peter, who was 47 by this time, pleaded not guilty in her death, maintaining that it was an accident. Remember, the hatch hit her in the head, right? So, during trial on um, the same day, March 8th, he claimed she was inside the submarine and died of carbon monoxide poisoning while he was up on the deck. Now he changes the story, right? So, he admitting to cutting her up before, quote, burying her at sea. And this is what he said to the court. And this will show you how fucking cold hearted this man is how insane someone has to be to say this to a court quote i don't see how that mattered at the time she was dead he told that to the court according to bbc news like how his stories don't even make sense to me okay i'm gonna go off on a tangent real quick his stories don't even make sense. He first says, oh, I dropped her off. Oh, well, actually, maybe, you know, her accident or her death was an accident. A hatch hit her in the head. Cool. Whatever. So sorry about it. Oh, but you know what? Well, I did cut her up um, to just kind of like bury her at sea, you know, like give her a sea burial. Oh, but then she was she was poisoned by carbon monoxide while I was up on the deck and I just found her like, uh -huh. how stupid are you? How stupid are you? Anyway, tangent over. Uh, March 21st, after a two-week hiatus, uh, I guess they took a break, his trial continued. Um, Peter, who is accused of either cutting Kim's throat or strangling her on his submarine, took the stand um, in city court. So, from what I understand, and there's multiple different reports, <sighs> She was so mutilated. I don't even know how she passed away. Like, what actually killed her. I'm assuming. I am assuming. Um, like this said. Strangled her or cut her throat. One or the other. I'm not sure. It is not said anywhere. I could be wrong. If anything, I'll take a short break at the end. Before we end the podcast. I'll try to look it up again. See if we can find anything. If not... I mean, you guys can do your research as well. If you find anything, let me know. Email me. Um, emails in the description in the front of the podcast. So just let me know. Um, but again, he denied killing her after he then said, oh, yeah, I cut her up. He denied killing her, right? I had nothing to do with it. Didn't kill her. I just found her dead, cut her up, and put her in the sea. That's it. So according to Jacob, the prosecutor, Quote, he's never been violent to any human being and no dead human being either. Peter eventually admitted to stabbing her, finally, after prosecutors revealed multiple stab wounds found on the recovered body parts. Uh, now, mainly that was the torso and the genitals. Um, Peter said he used a sharpened screwdriver to stab the body 
insisting that they were only done to make sure the parts would sink. Quote, I put some punctures in the body parts because I didn't want them to be inflated by gases. End quote. That's what Peter said, according to Telegraph. Now, quote, there's nothing sexual in the fact that stab holes were made in her vagina. I understand why you might think there was, but there was nothing sexual in it for me. Quote. Peter said he stabbed her after taking her clothes off, beheading her, and placing the head in a plastic bag. Quote, I wanted to make sure there were no traces in Nautilus. So, yeah, I am in a condition where I want this accident to go away. End quote. That's what Peter said. So, kind of, we got we got an idea now. Uh, supposedly, because this man lies all the time. But he stabbed her after stripping her naked, beheaded her, and... Um, you know, placing her head in the back. So, I can only imagine what, what he done to her. Um, I wish somebody actually told us exactly what made her pass away. Because I really hope she wasn't, like, alive for all of that. I hope she went quick. Because that is, like, gruesome. Um, April 23rd, a prosecutor details grisly parts of Kim's death in the final day of Peter's trial claiming the journalist may have been tied with her own stockings before Peter impelled her in what he described as a sexual motive. Peter's lawyer called it a horror story, but the story is not based on facts. It is based on undocumented claims. The prosecutor is asking that Peter be given life in prison, 16 years in Denmark, which could be extended if necessary. Meanwhile, Peter's attorney is asking for six months in prison for cutting up Kim's body. What kind of judge is going to be like, oh you, oh, you cut her up and tortured her? Okay, yeah, just six months in prison. Oh, what the fuck? I mean, I get it. A defense attorney. But holy shit, people. I could never be a defense attorney. I could not defend these people. They need to go to life in prison or get executed. One or the other. Fuck. Holy shit. That's insane. So, okay, so I don't know if you guys know this, and trigger warning, this is about to get really graphic. Um, what they're talking about as far as impaling her, because I know you guys are probably wondering, or you're not wondering, but if you are wondering, I'm here to solve that curiosity. So, normally, um, from what I have researched, when they talk about a sexual motive for, like, impaling her, um, I am aware or have been made aware by my studies um, on other cases that most of the time, not all the time, most of the time, they'll take a rod and take it kind of like you would a pig, right? When you're roasting a pig. I'm not going to go into more details because it's kind of graphic and kind of crazy. And some people don't want to hear that and that's cool. Um, but yeah, just imagine a pig, but it's a human. And that's normally how they will impel people. And that is fucking crazy. It's kind of what Vlad the Impeller used to do, which maybe one day we'll cover him. But, so, they asked for different things. April 25th, 2018, Peter is finally sentenced to life in prison for the murder and dismemberment of Kim and indecent handling of a corpse. Peter said he will appeal the murder conviction and life sentence. Like, of course he would, because he's a dick. Well, we'll just put it out there. This man's an asshole. He's a monster. And he deserves to rot in prison. Right? Everybody agree? I agree. So, next we're going to cover just some uh, 
notes. These are just kind of random facts that I've found, right? So they're going to be kind of all over the place. I do apologize, but I just, you know, wanted to add more detail for you guys since there wasn't a lot of detail. So these are just random facts that I found throughout my research for this case. So just a little bit more detail. Um, we don't want to talk about Peter because Peter can go fuck himself. But, you know, first off, only because I say that because he overshadows her in every single report that I find. I researched for I don't even know how long hours trying to find information just about Kim. But there is nothing like everything is about her murder, about her body, about him, about like, ugh. I just, you know, so it's just a little bit of a detail, right, about him that I wanted to add because it's kind of a, um, I think it's important to know why she reached out to him anyway. So he was born January 12th, 1971. He was a Danish entrepreneur, inventor, and former engineer. He was known for his, um, like, numerous experimental rocket and submarine building projects, as well as his unconventional social interactions and lifestyle choices. In 2008, Peter privately built the UC-3 Nautilus, um, which they refer to as a midget submarine. Um, now, granted, it was homemade. Keep, keep that in mind. Um, Kim Wall, she actually was interested in his rocket projects and that is why she reached out to him for an interview so i don't believe i don't think it was just a submarine i think it was just like all she was impressed pretty much by this man like he he had a lot of a lot of building projects that were pretty cool not gonna lie but he's still a dick um also more about kim here you guys should go to international women's media foundation um, you can look that up. They have a Kim Wall Memorial Fund that you guys can donate to. And since 2018, um, this fund has awarded over 5,000 reporting grants annually to women journalists. Um, this helps carry forth Kim's legacy and helps other reporters. I think it's amazing. And her friends and family, um, they celebrate Kim's life on her birthday. So each year on her birthday, Kim's friends and family, they gather to celebrate and they announce the recipients of the next Kim Wall Memorial Fund grantees, which I think is amazing that they still just, excuse me, that they still do that every single year. That's, that's great. So they actually have a video online too, where you can see the 2020 virtual celebration um, to learn about the 2022 grantees, hear from her parents, Ingrid, and um, her father, her mother and father, as well as get updates on the work um, for the grantee um, previous. So I think this is amazing, and you guys should go check this out. So they also have photos of all the grantees um, starting from 2018, 2019, 2020, uh, 21, 22, like Every year they pick people. So that's that's awesome. Now, just kind of a um, quote from the 2020 Kim Wall grantee, Claire McDougal. Sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Claire McDougal. I'm pretty sure that's the last name. Sorry if it's wrong. 
Um, but quote, Kim pursued the kind of writing she wanted to, the stories that were of deep interest and importance to her. She had faith in her own voice and didn't buy into the idea of a perfect story. Like her, I want to pursue stories that challenge perceptions of people and places who are underpressed. Underrepresented, sorry. Um, I think it's an amazing mission and you guys should go check it out. You can donate, um, see the awards community. You can, yeah, just, just go check it out. There's a photo on Instagram that you guys can see. Um, it has a link to it and what it should look like to make sure you're on the right thing. Um, but yeah, yeah, go check it out. That's all for today, my spooky listeners. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Please go follow me on Instagram at morbid period curiosity period TC podcast. You can find photos related to the cases that I cover. Feel free to email me at morbidcuriositytcpodcast at gmail.com for case suggestions that you would like to hear next or even a crazy story you may have that's happened to you or someone you know. Thanks for sticking around and listening to our episodes. Don't forget to be kind, stay spooky, and don't fucking murder anyone.